Welcome to the Chuck and Deb Show, heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. here on 1490 AM WWPR. And now, here's Chuck and Deb. Welcome to Biker Life Radio. I'm Chuck. And Deb. And welcome Welcome to to the the Chuck Chuck and Deb Deb Show. Hey, we are so truly grateful and thankful that you've joined us today. And we have a fantastic show for you. And we're going to get right into it because it's jam-packed full of entertainment. I'm going to assure you, right, Deb? You will love it, absolutely. So Biker Life Radio Show with Chuck and Deb is all about the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and inspiring real life stories that will help you discover your purpose, find true freedom and define your destiny. So with the pre-ride safety briefing behind us, it's saddle up and let the good times roll. Let's get it on rolling here. Cause we got a great show. We actually, um, last week, we were at the Angry Rooster. Uh, the West Coast Florida Riders hosted the bike night there. It's the third Thursday of the month. Or it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, we, we got word just uh, a few days ago that Angry Rooster, I guess, got sold. I don't know the complete details yet, but the Angry Rooster has been sold. So that doesn't necessarily mean there won't be a bike night in the future, but you never know. So anyway, we were at bike night last Thursday, and it was a great time. We met a lot of great people and had a really, really good time. And we'll want you to stay tuned because we interviewed several of you that were there in attendance and so we're going to play some of those interviews for you here in just a moment so be sure and stay tuned to the very end and we may even i haven't decided yet we may even have a surprise guest we'll have to see and you'll have to see at the very end all right deb what do you have to say well it was a great event and you know as always west coast florida riders know how to put on a fabulous event it was beautiful warm sunny hot steamy all those wonderful things that summertime in florida brings um the good news was there were no rain showers though but it was a great turnout it was a little bit of a different organized fashion than what we have been used to in the past but i think it made a great way for bikers to communicate talk and have a great time and listen to wonderful music and visit fabulous vendors as well yeah i would have preferred i mean they had to move the band under the deck and previously they had the band outside which was out there with the vendors and everything so on one hand it was really good because as you said we could talk and mingle with others and then on the other hand we didn't get to enjoy the you band. You to miss the music and the entertainment, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Again, it was a great time, and we got to meet a lot of great people, and you're going to get to meet those great people as you stay tuned. All right, and then, Deb, we've, they've, the West Coast Florida Riders, they have another event coming up this Sunday. It's, the, it's a bike bash, right? It's the Sunday Biker Bash, June 30th, and it has had to change locations, but the Joyland on US 41 in Bradenton has so graciously opened up their doors and invited West Coast Florida Riders and the Biker Bash to be at their location. So, so. let's make sure we clarify that. It's no longer at the Angry Rooster. Correct. It's going to be at Joyland, Joyland on US in Bradenton. In Bradenton from noon to 6. Now, a couple of key places and uh, vendors that you want to make sure and get to while you're there is Dirty Vegas, Pierced Hearts will be there, as well as Low Life Industries, 
Also supporting the event is Fran Hosh and Full Throttle Magazine. And for the bike show, the awards will be designed by none other than the Jay Sizzle. So he makes some phenomenal trophies that you just don't find anywhere else. So you want to make sure and attend noon to 6 on Sunday to see that bike show and meet all of those great vendors. But the headlining band of all times is going to be Jezebel (laughs) and Sammy Joe. So if you have not heard her perform in her band, they are awesome. They're awesome. And she gets down while she's on stage. And I like it when she goes out into the crowd. Yes. And she really engages the crowd. And uh, I think that's pretty cool. I've, I've seen her do it. I've seen the videos. And uh, I like it. You know, she'll go up to some guy and she'll be dancing around other guy. And you just have to sort of see it. Actually, what you have to do is you have to come yep, to the Biker Bash on Sunday and experience it firsthand for yourself. Yeah. And Jez will be, Jezebel and Sammy Joe will be live on stage from two to six. So you do not want to miss that opportunity to see them perform. You might have missed out on one of the most important things. What would that be? Well, we don't know for sure, but we've been asked sort of sort to, to MC. Yes. Now, now that was a maybe MC. Correct. So maybe, you know, we got asked through the West Coast Florida Riders if we would be available to MC. So we're going to be there. The Chuck and Deb show will be there for Biker Life, representing Biker Life Radio. And we might be emceeing. We don't know. We we know we've been asked to help out. We said we would help out, and we're going to be there to help out in any way we can. Yes, but the big big news is is that we will be there, and we want to be sure and meet all of you listeners out there that are listening to the Biker Life Radio Show. And we want to just do some fun things and get to know you better. That's right, because we've actually fine-tuned. We haven't come up with a name for it yet. We've got a grab bag question interview, a way to get to know you. And these questions are quite interesting, as you will see in some of the interviews later on. So we fine-tuned that. We've had tons more questions questions. to make it so much more fun. That you cannot miss it. That's right. And and I'm thinking if we are emceeing and if we do have the access to a stage, and if there's somebody brave enough to want to come up on stage with us, then we can go ahead and have them participate in the grab bag uh, question. Now we're gonna have to come that up with a like name. a great time. Yeah, I can't wait to. We're we're really kind of pen, sharpening our pencils to come up with the best name ever. So it is a grab bag question. You never know what you're gonna get, and that's all part of the fun is the mystery of what the questions are. Yeah, it's and and it's so spontaneous. Uh, and and you've got to be creative. If you don't know the answer to it, you're gonna have to figure it out. Make one up. That that's makes right. it fun. Look, Deb, I'm going to go ahead and switch gears entirely, okay? Okay. You, I, you remember the other day we were just sort of, you know, surfing around on the internet and we ran across that one company that actually had a grill on the back of a motorcycle? Yes. Yeah, that was yeah. so cool. Yeah, because you can actually buy this grill kit and attach it to your motorcycle and they've got it all figured out. I mean, this was just absolutely incredible. So it mounts to the back of your bike. They have all the hardware for it. You got your little propane tank that you take. The top rolls back and you're able to fix hamburgers, hot dogs, steaks, whatever you want 
on this grill that you can put it on the back of your motorcycle. Not only that, you can actually, they have uh, another attachment. If you golf and you ride, you can actually attach your golf clubs, your golf bag to the back of your bike. Okay. And then they take it a step further. For those of you who really like to bike and really like to cycle, you get to ride your motorcycle and attach your bicycle on the back of your motorcycle. So then when you get to your destination, you get off your motorcycle and maybe you go mountain biking or whatever you do or beachcombing. I don't know, but those are available. So that's what they have, Deb. Do you remember? Yes, that, that motorcycle. What I think about that is, you know, you can stay on two wheels all day long, no matter what way. Is that cool? Yeah, that's a good way to look at it, yeah. especially the one with the bicycle, right? right you're exactly. you're two wheeling all the way. That's really a biker life style. That's there. the biker life all the way, all day, every day. <laughs> yeah. So, and then you got your grill. You don't have it. to worry about anything. You just put some food in your saddlebags with a cooler, and you're ready to roll, no matter well, what. Well, that's true, but let's keep in mind you cannot take both. You can oh. either have your bicycle or the, the grill. grill. You can yeah, either have the point. the golf bag, and that's it. So it's you. It's one of right now. I don't think they formulated a way you can have the grill, but maybe they will. Maybe it'll slide out on the side maybe. or something like that. Maybe it's possible. I didn't see anything like that. So if you want to learn more about this, you can go out to the chuckanddebshow.com forward slash grill. Again, that's the chuckanddebshow.com forward slash grill. We'll make sure, Deb, you'll have to remind me. Let's make sure that we put a post up on Facebook. Maybe if we can get one of their videos, maybe we can put that up so people can see exactly how this thing functions, exactly how it works. And anyone that's brave enough to go out and get this grill, would you please invite us for the barbecue? Absolutely. Can't wait. We'll even bring the meat to grill. So there you go. Chuckanddebshow.com. <laughs> com forward slash grill okay uh this week uh, for us bikers we just we just we had a, a horrible weekend when it came to uh, other bikers uh there was an incident up in new hampshire uh, that took seven lives and um, i gotta tell you that hurts um that could very well likely be me, Benny, any other bikers that I know. As a matter of fact, when it happened, I thought of our friends that were up there mm-hmm. uh, in that area. And they, they were the first ones that came to mind. And so this is something that happened that that really literally could have happened to anybody at any given time. I mean, we all know the risk when we get on the motorcycle, but we don't really see it like this no it was it was uh, monumental because of the numbers that were impacted Uh, the group that was impacted they were a rider group of 10 and all 10 of them uh, were impacted by that accident and they were heading to a charity event so again bikers doing good things for others and a tragedy happened in the midst and it was very sad to hear yeah especially they were doing a fundraiser i think they were heading to the american legion and they were doing a fundraiser they were they're part of the their jarheads the jarheads mc and they are honorable uh retirees of the marine corps yes and uh, i just got to tell you it was very sad to hear this not all the details have been released we've been following this and you know i don't want to go into the details on the radio because basically i we just want to send out our love and condolences to the family of those who've lost those in in that tragic uh, incident accident 
Um, it's just even tar- hard for me to talk about, Deb. Yep, I know. And it, it, it could. That's why I've had to reflect on that, too, is that, you know, we've ridden a, a, not necessarily across the country, but long distances with groups of that magnitude. And at any time on one of those side roads, you know, it could have happened to any of us. So it does kind of bring it to a very surreal moment and makes us become even more aware of our surroundings as a bike, bicycle, motorcyclist, get that out. And, um, but we do want to just offer our prayers, our thoughts, um, our good vibrations to those families that are now dealing with the losses of those motorcyclists and doing whatever we can support to do to support them at this sad time in their lives when they're grieving loss of loved ones. So we've done what we could to um, also post their GoFundMe page on our, our website. So be no, sure uh, and on visit. On the Facebook page. On the Facebook we page. We need to put it on the website. We will put though. it on the website too. So if you get to either of those locations for the Chuck and Deb show, you have the ability to give and give back. And um, Yeah, and actually if you're interested in helping out, because if you go out to their page and you read it, they, really, they, they say we're strong enough to handle this, but they need help. And Deb, do you know what their goal is for their GoFundMe page? I believe it was 700000 and the last I checked last night, they were pretty close to about the halfway point. So to me, it was just amazing the camaraderie and the rallying that Everybody everyone's done to really give to them and acknowledge what they've undergone yeah, I, as I a think group. I saw earlier, maybe it was like around, around 450000 maybe more, okay. um, but that was, that was yesterday, I think. So it's good to see that it's growing and that everyone, whether you are a motorcyclist or not, a biker or not part of any of those organizations that, you know, we're kind of coming together for those that have uh, been impacted by this incident. Yeah, it's very, very tragic. And we're really, at least I am, you know, really, it really bothers me. So if you're interested in helping out um, like we did, what you'll need to do is you, one way you could do it. You could go out to the GoFundMe, uh, but I've set up a special link so that you can get there real easy. Just go out to the com forward slash jar heads jar heads so and then that way you can get a direct link to their gofundme page and uh, it's been on the news and it's been on their website so it is a legitimate gofundme page from from what we can tell so go out there if you're listening and you want to help contribute you know um the least amount you can give, you you can help out. Even as the smallest amount smallest is going to be helpful because, help. as you can imagine, I mean they've got uh, some people that are still alive that are injured. You know, I would imagine there's going to have some traumatic things that are going to go on from what they witnessed. Uh, it's a horrible, horrible incident. Yes. So again, so if you could please help support the Jarheads, go out to the Chuck and Deb Show dot com forward slash Jarheads, and we'll be right back. If you're looking to either sell or buy a home in the Bradenton North River area, contact Deb Bell to help make your dreams come true at Reynolds Realty. Call Deb Bell, 941-713-5035. That's 941-713-5035 or online at parishfl.com. For all of your real estate needs, call Deb Bell. Okay, I'm Chuck. And Deb. And welcome Welcome back back to Biker Life Radio. Hey, listen, we're going to jump right into the... 
oh, we can't come up with a name. We haven't come up with a name for the the interviews that we did, the grab bag interview. Uh, you guys help us. Um, we've been trying to think of a name. I want I want the perfect name. So it's taken me a while, us a while to try to come up with it. Maybe you guys have some feedback you can give us. So we're it's going to start out just a little bit slow, I think. But as you can see, as we move forward with this grab bag question, question get to know you, whatever. Yeah, biker, got record to know you. Uh, it, it's sort of fun. I it think you'll fun. like it. So why don't we jump right in to Chuck P. But the thing about Chuck P, he was attracted over to our banner because he knew some people. Yes, he named does. Chuck and Deb, and <laughs> and of course his name is Chuck P. But he knew some people that went by Chuck and Deb, so he came over and and took a picture. He thought and, it was pretty cool. Yeah, he liked it. Yeah, and so that's sort sort of how we got to know Chuck P. And here he Take is. Take it away. Can you tell us your name? Yeah, my name is uh, Chuck P. All right, here we are interviewing with Chuck P. In the first of our interviewing drawing game. And so here's what you got to do, Chuck. All right, I'm down. All right, Chuck, you've got to pull out a question out of the bag, okay? So go ahead and reach into the bag and then hand that to me. Yep, hand that to me and I'll ask you the question. Let's see what it is. All right, what do you think, well, what do you think about, you ride, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, what do you think about when you're on the road riding? Well, well, down here in Florida, I think about not getting killed by someone on their cell phone, to be honest with you. You know, that's a very good point, because when we're down here, we got to be extra safe because we just don't know what's going to happen out here. But let's let's think about if you're out east, what's on your mind? Anything? Uh, the sooner I can get a beer at um, Charlotte's Web or um, there, there's a couple other spots that I like to hit. Um, Charlotte's Web is the first come up to my mind. And um, good Lord, Chuck, um, Herb's Limestone. Okay, yeah, got to go to Herb's spot. Limestone yep. and an open road. Yeah, okay. there we go. Yeah. All very good places. And if you haven't checked about, you want to do it. Let's go ahead and grab another question out of there. One Thanks for that, Chuck. Go ahead and grab another one. You having right. fun yet? <laughs> I woke up having fun. <laughs> My kind of guy. All right, let's see. What, what is the number of bikes that you own? Right now or in my past? There you go. You can answer both ways. Well, right now I only have one. Um, I think, and I'm 52, started riding when I was 18. So throughout the course of that period, I've probably had nine or ten different different bikes. Okay, excellent. I want to get to some better questions. So, Chuck, this time do a better job at pulling out the questions, <laughs> would you? Please. Please. <laughs> Please. Here's All right, one. here we go. Oh, I can Let's tell. see. All right. Uh, the answer is four. <laughs> What's the top speed limit you've ever ridden on your motorcycle? 130. There you go, Woo! 130. Give me another question. Reach in there, Chuck. Let's grab, or Deb can get one, whatever. Go ahead. Chuck, Deb. It all comes out in the water. That's right, that's right. <laughs> all right. Okay, wh- where are you from? I'm from uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay. How'd you make your way down here? Um, I transferred with the company that I worked for. Okay. And how long have you been here? Um, I've been here for three years. Okay, fantastic. And you're getting used to the heat? Uh, no. <laughs> and you're definitely not getting used to the traffic? Uh, definitely not. That's just all near impossible, especially during season. How have you liked seasons? Um, I work in the service industry, so it, it is very um, upfront. Um, there's no, you can't hide it. It's either season or it's not season. Um, as far as the roads are concerned, um, season is the worst. And uh, when it's not season, it's not any better. 
very well put, Chuck, because <laughs> we actually we actually we actually need our seasonal visitors and we appreciate what they contribute to our economy. But in the meantime, it's yeah, really a pain. They can go away. Yeah, they can go away. <laughs> they can leave their money yeah. and go away. Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one last question for you, Chuck. Let's see here. Uh, describe or tell us your uh, best day ever on a motorcycle. My best day ever on a motorcycle, um, unfortunately, um, wouldn't be here in Florida. Okay. Um, I, um, from Pennsylvania, did a uh, road trip from Pennsylvania to Maine. Um, ultimately, round trip was about 14, 1,500 miles. And uh, I think one of my better days was getting into Bar Harbor, the Acadia Mountains, um, just enjoying all the, um, the atmosphere. And um, when you get into um, the northeastern north states like that, um, they're untouched. They're unblemished. Um, there's something to be said about the pristineness of it. Hmm. Um, it it's just beautiful, the, you know, the, the the fall that you don't get here in Florida, the, the colors, the, the everything about it. it, it everything's come to life. It yes. just pops out. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so I did say that was the last question, but let me ask you one last. This is really a, the last question, Chuck. And I, <laughs> is it really? It, it, really, is I, it? it really is. But we keep talking. We might go. Uh, yeah, well, we can go. <laughs> All right. I love it, Chuck. You know, you've got a great name to begin with, right? All right, so a beginner rider, somebody that's just getting started riding, what type of advice might you have for someone that's getting started? Uh, my advice to someone just getting started would be to, if, if the opportunity presents itself, to get yourself into a, um, a, a riding training course. Um, I kind of thought I was ahead of that when I first started riding um, and ultimately ended up doing it um, for... Uh, financial reasons for insurance and whatnot. Um, all that to say, um, I learned so much more out of taking that course that has made me, um, in my mind at least, a, a better rider today. Fantastic. Well, I'm really glad to hear that. And like I said, well, that might have been it. But the reason I'm glad that's a good question is because Deb is actually a certified Harley-Davidson rider coach. And so yeah, that's fantastic. exactly, you know, when we answered these questions, well, that was one of the things that she said she would say if she was asking. Yeah, the planets obviously align, man. Yeah, no it. doubt. So, so it's really forward. important. We want to thank Chuck. Uh, and take if you're a beginner rider, take Chuck's advice. Go out, take a nice rider's trainer course. So when you get on the road, you know exactly what you're doing. And then you can experience the type of ride that Chuck experienced. Yeah, Don't look at the road. Look at where you're going, man. There you go. That's right. That's right. All right. And Again, I'm ride. Chuck. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Chuck. Yeah. Up, Chuck. Whatever. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. Thanks All right. For All right. Us. I hope you really enjoyed meeting Chuck as much as I did. And one thing that I really enjoyed the most about talking to him was his expressions of his best ride ever was up in the country and the back roads where there were seasons. And again, we don't always get the opportunity to experience those type of rides and roads uh, on our travels. So it was great to hear another type of traveling on the motorcycle. And uh, plus, it was kind of cool to talk to Chuck and Chuck at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it was sort of neat. You know, he had a cool name, Chuck. I had to like that quite a bit. So, you know, I liked also how he talked about 
you know, you got to get trained. You got to get proper training. And so it was really crucial. And I like to hear that when we talk to bikers. And that's when you know that somebody's really an experienced rider who's giving some good feedback like that, that's telling people, especially if you're a beginner rider, hey, go out and get the proper training before you actually go ahead and get on the bike. Just follow the rules. Go take the training. Don't ride your bike to training. <laughs> Whatever, why, right? Why, Come on, talk you, to us, why, Coach Deb. Why are you looking at me like, yeah, be coachable and teachable and that big old smile. But I couldn't agree more. I think it's crucial to very fundamental skills of riding. And, you know, as we talk to more bikers, uh, even the experienced riders continue to say over and over again how important it is to get that foundational, fundamental learning experience. And it does, even as an experienced rider, kind of takes you back to some of the basics and makes you more aware on the road and puts you in a very safe environment. So absolutely. Yeah. So, and it was a lot of fun. That was our very first interview. Uh, that's what we're calling it. It wasn't, was an interview. And the only thing about the interview that was different and we wanted to add a twist to it, we wanted it to be more sporadic, more natural. And so what we did is we created the grab bag. So what we do is we have this bag or we're going to do a box or whatever in the future that the person who's being interviewed, as you as you heard me say, you reach in, you get the card, and then we read the card or the question to them. So they actually are pulling their own questions. So the whole idea is maybe, you know, maybe their question is being attracted to them. It could be. Absolutely. It's probably very much drawn to them. And then the answer that they give is just very spontaneous. Um, it's off the cuff. It's very natural. And so I love the fact that you get to know someone on their own. It's not rehearsed. It's not scripted. It's not anything that they would normally just say. They're, it's off their Cuff. Yeah. And and so again, the other part of it is we just want to have fun. So we have some little fun, twisty question in it, in it. And that's what we've done as well. We've actually added, as we said a earlier, some of a whole fun questions. new questions uh, that should be a lot of fun as we move forward. Attention business owners and entrepreneurs. Are you frustrated and confused about how to get the internet to work for your business? Are you sick and tired of struggling and watching your competition profit and grow online? Do you want to get your business online and you just don't know where to start? Well, if the answer is yes, then listen real close to what I'm about to say. Marketing online is no longer an option. It's a must if your business is going to survive and thrive. Today your business needs to be on the internet and in places like Google, Facebook, YouTube and LinkedIn. Now for a limited time and for listeners of the Chuck and Deb show, we will design a website for you absolutely free. Here at Local eBiz Solutions, we know how to get your business online and help you start generating leads and sales. We have simple affordable solutions that will quickly grow your business online. Getting your business online has never been easier or as affordable because we make it simple. Give us a call and we'll take care of the rest. Call Local eBiz Solutions at 941-870-3614 or visit us online at www.localebizsolutions.com. Again, call Local eBiz Solutions at 941-870-3614 or visit us online at www.localebizsolutions.com. Ask about our free website design and mention the Chuck and Deb show. Welcome back to Biker Life Radio. And for we're cutting to close on time, so we want to be sure and get to know the next interview. So here is your next biker. Hello, this is Deb from the Chuck and Deb Show here with Lloyd. And so Lloyd and I actually go back several years. We just reconnected after 
relationship, business relationship in the past. And so Lloyd has so graciously come to talk to us at the Check and Deb show. And so Lloyd, tell our listeners really what you ride. Let's start with that simple stuff and then we'll get to the fun stuff. Well, actually I have three motorcycles. Okay. I have two Honda VTX 1800s. Okay. One is a two up. Uh-huh. One is a solo rider. All right. And I recently purchased a BMW R1100S. Okay. Which I call my old man sport bike. <laughs> Why do you call it that? Because it looks like a sport bike, but it's a BMW. Oh, okay. <laughs> kind of a, bl- a blend of all the good yeah, stuff together. Yeah. yeah? Pretty Sounds much. Good. But uh, I enjoy all three of them. And how long have you been riding? Uh, now about seven years, but before I moved to Florida 30 years ago, I rode in Michigan for a number of years also. Okay, fantastic. So do you have a favorite ride in this local area that you would want to share with people? Uh, I really just love riding up the coast, and as a matter of fact, either coast, because last weekend I went to the uh, East Coast and with a friend, and we rode up uh, A1A in the Cocoa Beach area and had a great time. Fabulous. Sounds uh, good. But sometimes uh, anywhere near the water is great. Anywhere near the water. I love that answer because we are surrounded by water. So you can go almost anywhere and you'll find it. So we're actually doing a little bit of a fun interview process tonight. And so Lloyd has so graciously accepted that challenge. So we're going to do the first question is fill in the blank. So if you move your head to the right, blank happens. (laughs) My head turns. (laughs) That's a good one. Nothing else happens. Nothing else happens. Okay. Yeah. So ape hangers are blank. They're handlebars for motorcycles that I, I laugh at people when they ride with them because about every two or three miles they have to take a hand off their ha- their ape hangers and because their arms their hands fall asleep. Really? Have you ever ridden with ape hangers yourself? Uh, I have not, but I've talked to a lot of my friends who do, and okay. I've ridden with a lot of my friends, and I love I ride behind them and I watch them drop a hand. <laughs> Shake that's it not, out. That's not just being a cool rider. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. When, when your hands are above your shoulders, yeah, the, the yeah, blood doesn't flow so well. Maybe not. That's true. <laughs> so they're not supposed to by law, so they don't really, right? No, they don't really. No, they don't no, really. No, it just nobody looks would that do that. Way. No, not at all. No, sort of. So here's our last fill in the blank. Okay. My old lady, and I mean that with the best respect, gives good blank. Well, right now I don't have one. Okay, so? But, so she she gives me, uh, she irritates me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she does. Good she's irritation. an ex. She's an ex and she irritates the crap out of me. <laughs> so nothing good at this point is what you're saying. Pretty much. Okay, so moving right along. The next question of the day. What's the top speed you've ever ridden on your motorcycle? Uh, actually, it was probably before I moved to Florida. Okay. Because I lived out in the country and the, it was much easier, probably about 120. Okay. And anything different at 120 than 60, 70, 80? Of course. <laughs> yeah, tell us <laughs> the, a little uh, bit about that. Uh, the, uh, uh, things go by a whole lot faster <laughs> and uh, you better be... On, on your, your toes. You yep. better be on your game if you're uh, doing 120 <laughs> on a motorcycle because you only got two wheels. There's not a whole lot of uh, forgiveness there if you screw up. Well, with a smile on your face, I can see that it was a blast. Oh, it still is. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I 
uh, came uh, home from uh, St. Peter a few nights ago over the Skyway about 11 o'clock, and I was probably hitting 100. Okay. And, yeah, I was smiling the whole way. I bet you were. (laughs) I would be, too. Yeah. All right. So next question is, so what was the last time you experienced a monkey butt? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> All right. So that's your homework for tonight is to go home and look up what monkey butt is. Okay. And it's an endearing term for riders that you get when you've ridden a long way. So there's a chance if you ride a lot, which it sounds like you do, you may have experienced I, I may have experienced butt from it, time but to time. Yeah. So we're going to wrap it up with this last question okay. for Lloyd. So if you could send a message to yourself 10 years ago, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself to uh, have more fun and not work so much. Okay, that's great advice. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much for joining us today, and I think that's great advice that all of our listeners can live by too. Thank you. So enjoy the ride. Anything else you'd like to tell our listeners no, just, about uh, yourself? Uh, just I, I love to ride. I mean, uh, the uh, West Coast uh, Florida Riders is a great group. We're having a great time, and... Uh, hope to see you guys more. Okay, that was Lloyd. We hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Lloyd. We had a blast with him. He's a great guy. It was good to run into him again. And so we're going to move right on to the next one, Deb. Which is our badass biker chick, Heather. Ooh, that's Enjoy. right. A badass biker chick. Listen up. I am here with the famous Heather. Say hi, Heather. Hey, what's up? All right. So Heather and I have known each other for probably a year and a half, I would yeah, say. And we, it was a professional setting, and magically, uh, we were sharing in a meeting, and I said something about motorcycles, and that was all there was yes, to it. Yes, it was. So Heather is so graciously, Heather is also a lady rider, so I love the fact that I get a chance to interview her. Whoop, whoop. So she has so graciously accepted our challenge to play our pick a question game. Oh, Lordy. So for question number one is describe or tell us about your best day ever on a bike best day ever on a bike would have to be my first time out on a Harley in Daytona Beach. Okay. Born and raised. Yep. And uh, with my now husband, um, we went down to uh, Beachside and it was Bike Week 2013. So we uh, just just riding and being next to him and and being able to ride next to someone and, and seeing, hey, that's I'm going to marry that's that my guy. That's my man. That was, yeah, that's my man. And I got the same look, like, damn, that's my girl on her own bike. And that was just, we went to a whole bunch of different places, and it was just awesome. It was Match an awesome day. Match made in heaven. Match made in heaven. Yeah. Now we're married in four years. Hog heaven. Woo! Hog heaven. That's Absolutely. right. We did stop at hog heaven and eat, actually. <laughs> Yay! Absolutely. So yeah, tell us a little bit I mean, about. I grew Hog up Heaven. in Hog Heaven. I was born and raised in Daytona Beach. Hog Heaven was one of our places that we all went as a family, and and I mean from the time I was five years old to to I mean until we moved away from there till two years ago. So. So now some of our listeners, because it's kind of a local station, may not know about Hog Heaven. So can you tell them a little bit about what that really is? Oh, Lordy. Hog Heaven is just a place to go for bikers, especially during bike events. It's just one of those places kind of like on the edge of Main Street. Everybody knows where Hog Heaven is. Everybody knows everybody there. If you're from Daytona, it's just it's just an awesome place to go. It's been there so it's been there for so long. So everybody knows everybody. There's so much history there. So it was definitely a cool place to be. So for the listeners that maybe haven't made it to a bike week yet or a Biketoberfest, which happens up in the Daytona area, Heather says you've got to get to Hog Heaven is what I'm hearing. Go to Hog Heaven, Main Street. It's all awesome. Awesome. (laughs) All right. So we've got a bike running behind us. And this is a 
story about bikers doing good. I'm just going to kind of go there. So this particular biker needed some help, and so other bikers rallied together to get it started and get him back on the road for the night. So I think that's a great way to kind of segue into our next question, which is, Heather, what do you ride? I ride now a 2007 Street Glide. I, I have graduated from a Sportster to a Softail to now a Street Glide, so I've got a big girl bike now. <laughs> yeah. So how, how and why did you pick that bike? I, you know, I used to ride sport bikes for years and years and years, and I grew up with a Daytona Beach motor officer as a dad, who, so I've always been around motorcycles, and when I got with my husband, who you heard about earlier, he introduced me to Harley and got me on a Sportster, and I was like, eh, I want something bigger. <laughs> so we got a Softail. <laughs> so we traded in the soft tail and I got myself a street glide and I'm absolutely loving it. Okay, so now you just recently shared with us some a big trip that you guys are getting ready to take. So share with everyone yes, kind of that destination and what you guys got going on. Oh God, we're coming up on our four year wedding anniversary, July Congratulations 25th. So to you. Thank you. Yeah. So we are taking the bikes now that we have touring bikes. We're gonna ride up to or down to rather Key West. Okay. Very long ride, but I'm actually I'm so excited because I've wanted to do that since I was a kid. So we decided, hey, let's take the bikes and six and a half hour ride it's okay. got to be beautiful so it is and this would be a great way to celebrate your anniversary Absolutely. when you guys rode together and looked at each other and knew you were the one yes wonderful Absolutely. <laughs> all right so we can't wait to hear all the stories about it afterwards yes i'll, I'll be here to to give those stories to all you. right <laughs> so the next is the fill in the blank so if you move your head to the right blank happens you're gonna fall to the right <laughs> You're going to okay. eat it. You're going to eat it to the right is what you're going to do. That sounds like someone from experience. All right. So the next one is ape hangers are blank. Ape hangers are. I, they're, they're awesome. I have apes. Mine are 12 inches, but that's okay. You get anything higher than that, you literally look like a chimpanzee. So ape it up. Ape it up. So they're super cool. They are. They are super cool. So my old man gives good blank. I mean, I can't discuss that on the radio. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't do that one. All right. Is there anything good that you can discuss <laughs> about it? Um, yeah. No. no oh. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> he gives good bike. That's okay. What he does. That's right. He, he gives, gives good bike good rides. Harley bike oh, rides. That's what he does. <laughs> All right. It's been a few years. But. Oh. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> Just can't quite talk about that on the radio. <laughs> so the next question is, what is the top speed you've ever ridden on your motorcycle or on a motorcycle? On a motorcycle, when I used to ride sport bikes, Interstate 4, Daytona Beach, Bevel Road, 132 miles an hour. Woo, girl. It was about 5 o'clock in the morning. I was law enforcement at one point in my life so I would get on the highway before anybody else did and I I did it I hauled ass made it happen I did <laughs> now again that smile on your face tells the experience yeah from what I can see but how would you describe that it no. was exhilarating it was absolutely amazing I will never do it again because it scared the hell out of me <laughs> but there was nobody else on the road I didn't want to get tunnel vision so I cut it down and it was it was cool. Oh, <laughs> so awesome. 
so the next question is what is something that people misunderstand about bikers something people misunderstand about bikers is unfortunately there are people out there that give bikers a bad name possibly like me going 130 miles on i4 but it, again there was nobody around so at some point <laughs> at some point you get one of those people that is weaving through traffic or cut somebody off on their motorcycle or revving in quiet places that give bikers a bad name and unfortunately that kind of reflects on us but we try to be good riders and do everything right and eh, just make it not so bad not so bad <laughs> so our last question for the evening is thinking about a new rider or someone that's thinking about becoming a rider what advice would you give them be careful and be safe and have so much fun it's really a <laughs> wonderful hobby to have Again, unfortunately, you have to watch out for everybody else, but it's really an awesome, exhilarating hobby to have, and I wish anybody that gets on a bike to be safe and just have a blast. All right, it's fantastic. Great. All right, so Heather, we'll wrap it up. I did say the last question, but we're gonna throw Chuck through a curveball here oh, and Lordy. gave us one more question. <laughs> so if you were to have any celebrity on the back of your bike, who would you wanna be riding bitch with you? Dead or alive? Yeah, yeah, Paul dead or alive. Paul Walker, man. Paul Walker. <laughs> oh, he's, oh. yeah, absolutely. Sorry, babe. I love you. Yeah. I would say Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Absolutely. And I don't think we need to explain <laughs> that not. answer at all. So thank you, Heather, for so graciously doing this interview with us. And we will see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Hi, we are with Ryan tonight, and we are at the Angry Rooster Bike Night with the West Coast Florida Riders. And Ryan is part of the West Coast Florida Riders. You got the West Coast Florida Riders shirt on tonight. How'd you get yes. involved with uh, West Coast Florida Riders, Ryan? By dumb luck. <laughs> All right, um, well, let's hear about that. So it showed up in a, uh, a Facebook feed at one point. So I said, okay, it's not an MC. That's a right, good thing. Right. We don't want to, that's not who we are. Um, so it was a, a bunch of like minded people that just hang out and ride bikes, have a good time, and, and have a couple drinks every now and then. So I figured, why not? So we went to their uh, anniversary party at Hun Seder's, and right. that was a good time Great until time. The, you know, the place almost burned down. Yep. But uh, <laughs> beyond that, it was, it was a good time. Yeah, it was a really good time. And uh, so I, got, I lost my train of thought because you were doing so well. I was really into what you were saying. Uh, so... You found them online. Yes. And I, I don't know where I'm going, so I'm going to grab one of our. We're doing a question here, bag bag question. It's a uh, mystery interview questions. He's reaching into his sack. All right. And I wish I remember what I was going to think of before, but that <laughs> happens. All right. So describe your best day ever on your bike. So, well, I think. I'll describe one that's already happened and one that's about to happen. There I think. you go. So that sounds great. You're, the, you're, you're natural at this, by the way. The best day on my bike would be the first time I rode with my wife because uh, there's not a lot of women riders out there. As you know, your wife rides right. as well. So uh, she rode her, her stepmother's bike with me the first time that we ever rode together. And it was uh, the first time ever that I didn't have somebody on the back of the bike and I was riding next to somebody. And that was, So that was a, a cool experience. But um, coming up here in a month, we're celebrating our fourth wedding anniversary and taking an eight-hour ride down to the Keys. So we're excited about that, and uh, so that'll be probably number two on the list. Absolutely. That sounds great. 
Um, and uh, we actually did interview your wife earlier, Heather, and she said the same thing. In fact, that was her best ride. So ding, 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 you win the marriage game. Nice. And she, <laughs> she said it without F-bombs. Is that true? No, she. I, as far as I know, she didn't do any F-bombs. Okay, that's good. Yeah, we don't. We can't do any F-bombs yet. Yeah, right, got it. <laughs> so anyway, when I got stumbled earlier, what I got stumbled on about the Florida West Coast Rider, West Coast Florida Riders is what? Their slogan. No party like a West Coast that's party. That's right. Ain't no party like a West Coast party. So that's what stumped me earlier. Let's go on to the other next one, mystery question. All righty. And let's see here. When was the last... Well, when was the last time you experienced monkey butt? Um, I don't really get that that often. <laughs> so the last long, the longest ride we took most recently was up to Leesburg for okay. Leesburg Bike Fest, and surprisingly, it was much easier than we expected it to be. So I don't know that I've experienced it yet. However, I will preface that, but not preface it because it's after the fact. All right. But we uh, have changed the seats on all of our bikes too. So we have uh, Mustang solo seats on every bike. So excellent. Uh, I don't have that typical Harley seat, so maybe that's why I don't experience it. Okay, well, that makes sense. So so I guess Mustang, <laughs> if you're listening. Cha-ching. <laughs> Hashtag right. not sponsored. There you go. So what is something uh, that people misunderstand about bikers? You know, there's a lot of misconception out there. Yeah, I think uh, I think the misconception is that they're, they're all just kind of dirty people in motorcycle clubs that have no regard for the law. And the reality is that you know harleys are not for everybody they're quite expensive yeah so you have to be at some level in your life to be able to to afford one and ride one and accessorize one which we all know is is quite expensive so you know these are not just people that are are living on the streets making ends meet these are people that that have some money and have the wherewithal to uh to be able to purchase these very expensive bikes and 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 add on to them very good and you know it'd be amazed at the different types of people that actually ride True. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, just speaking for us in particular, you've already spoken to my wife. She works at a surgery center and I run a dental company. I'm the CEO of a dental company. So, you know, the people that I work with and that work for me would have no idea that I've got a Harley with <laughs> or a garage with four Harleys in it and, and a sleeve tattoo and that I drink as much beer as I do. But, you know, that's the life we live outside of work. So, you, you know, we can be professionals during the day and have fun at night. So. All right. Well, the next question that I pulled out of the bag is, what advice would you give someone who's thinking about writing? If somebody's wanting to get interested in writing, what type of advice could you give them? Yeah, take the class. I mean, you know, I, I was a, a writer before I took the class, and I learned more there than I had ever learned in, in my time writing before. Uh, in fact, I had my permit, and I rode to the class i was the only one who rode a bike to the class um, which technically i wasn't supposed to do at that point but uh yeah so take the class and you know it just so happens that deb i think teaches a class so there might yeah. be a good opportunity there Absolutely. Uh, but yeah i mean i learned a lot from that that i still use today um so it's uh you know safety is key obviously with with what we do and being aware of what's going on around you so uh, learn as much as you can all right, I'm trying to find different questions here because a lot of the ones we already asked, so I wanted to try some different ones. Uh, so why do? Why is it that you do ride, Ryan? You know, it's it's two wheel therapy, right? I mean, some Love people it. go get massages, some people uh, go get their their nails done. Not me, of course, but uh, you know, for me, it's that's my release and it's my opportunity to to spend time with my wife. We've got children, we raise children, and we have jobs, and you know, that's our opportunity to to just do something together and. And get out and experience, you know, things just 
with the two of us, and, and she's right by my side every time we do it. You got to love that. And, uh, you know, anybody that's thinking about riding, you can always find somebody to ride with. For uh, sure. There's groups, or you could be a lone wolf. There's the people that do that too. Yeah. It's whatever fits your fancy. So, how many, you said earlier, you've got how many bikes? Uh, we have four. So, we've got uh, my wife's first Harley ever, uh, my second Harley ever, and then uh, the two bikes that we, that we ride most right now. So, and of these four, we'll never get rid of any of them. And fortunately, unfortunately, we may add to the collection at some point. So. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we all want to try to add if we can. It's hard uh, to get rid of them. It is. Once you start, you just got to keep that collection rolling. Yeah. At least for us. I, I think we're similar in that fashion. So. And, you know, sometimes they beha behave better than your kids. So <laughs> you, you keep them around. Yeah. And that's if they're behaving. Otherwise, you are definitely going to get rid of them. That's true. So what is one of the most embarrassing moments you've ever had on a motorcycle? Oh, yeah. So my first Harley ever was uh, a Sportster 1200 Custom that I'm desperately trying to refine and buy again. So the day that I took it to Harley and had new pipes put on that thing, loved it. Sound amazing. I pull into a driveway that's uh, a gravel driveway, and I'm heavy on the front brake. So the bike goes down, and that brand new pipe that was not even two hours old had a significant scratch all down oh, the side of it. So man. That was my most embarrassing moment. And, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter, it happens to us all. Every I mean, one I, of us. I, I, think, I think it's a saying. It, it's not if you go down, it's when you go down, right? Right, right. So, you've either gone down or you're going to go down. That's right. That's, so yeah. it's just a matter, you know, when you go out there and you get on the bike, that's one of the things you expect. You understand that when you get on this, the risks that are involved, and you're going to either, you know, a lot of times, like, you, you went down, no problem, right? So Yeah, and the reality is that for most of us, this happens when you're going less than five miles an hour, not when you're going 65 miles an hour. So, <laughs> exactly well, right. I guess if that happened, I wouldn't be here talking to you. But <laughs> generally, it happens more often uh, at the slow speeds. Have you ever uh, picked up a gremlin when you've been riding? A gremlin? Yeah. Am I misunderstanding the question? I don't no, know. I no. I don't. I mean, I, maybe I haven't because I have a guardian bell. That there you go. There's a guy. There's what we're talking about. He's right on. He's yeah. he's uh, right on. This guy is brilliant, by the way. Ryan's brilliant. I'll just have you know. Yeah. So I have he's, a, he's, a bell, you know, because guardian bell has to be given to you, right? Yeah. So I have one that was given to me, and it's uh, transitioned from bike to bike, and uh, so no, no. No gremlins. All right, that's good so. to hear. That you're going to keep the gremlins off. That's, that's right. for sure. So tell our listeners something uh, unique or interesting about yourself. Yeah, I, I think really probably what I mentioned earlier. I mean, I, I have a job that probably most people in that uh, in that environment wouldn't never imagine that I, I do what I do outside of there. So, you know, at work I'm I'm straight straight laced and don't talk about my personal life, and so nobody would uh, would ever know that. But you know, I I, I run a multi million dollar company really and you know here nobody would ever know that yeah. i'm just a biker right and there nobody would ever know that i'm a biker because i'm running a multi-million dollar company there you go so uh you know i think you can be both worlds and 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 blend that nicely so. and actually it works out to be able to do that i think it's like uh this is sort of the escape in it all you know we know yeah. we work hard we play hard yeah and so this is our opportunity to to express that, if you would, in a way. Yeah, I mean, the bulk of my life, which is work, I'm yep. one way. That's right. And the op, you know, the, uh, the outside of that, I get to be who I really am, which is the opposite of what I am, you know, at work. So right. I'm, I'm incredibly responsible there, and in my personal life, I am too for my family. But sure. you know, I get to uh, be a completely different person outside of that. So, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, it is yeah. the best so of I both get to, worlds. I get to mix it up. Yep. So a few more questions. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about when you ride? Um. 
you know, that's kind of the beauty of writing. You think about nothing. Yeah. So the rest of, of my life, you know, I'm thinking about work. I'm laying in bed ready to fall asleep, and I'm thinking about, you know, what I got to do at work. And, and when I'm on the bike, that's the time that I'm really not thinking about anything. I'm thinking about the destination. There you, know? you go. So I'm 20 miles away from, you know, the next stop where we get to hang out with like-minded people and have a beer, and I'm hanging out with my wife, you know. So it's really that's the time where you kind of detach from everything and you really don't have to think outside of, you know, just being careful. Yeah. Now I know you and you and your wife ride together. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you typically ride in a group or you guys ride together? Do you ride in groups alone? How does that typically work? Yeah. A bit of both. I mean, sometimes we, we get out just the two of us, you know, for us, we'd rather be on two wheels and four anytime, anytime we can, you know, we, we like to meet people, uh, and ride as well. Cause it is fun in a group when you've got, you know, people that are kind of similar in personality, personality you and, and like to ride. So, you know, we really, I guess, over the past, you know, six months, maybe a year, we've, since we're kind of new to the area, we've met people that, that kind of fit that bill that we like to hang out with and like to ride with that, you know, are, are similar in personality to us. So yeah. really a, a mix of both for us. Sometimes it's just that escape, you know, just to, exactly. just to get away. So. Yep, yep. Well, very good. So, I think just a couple more questions, yeah. and then uh, so for again for like somebody who's thinking about riding, yeah, somebody that's thinking about riding the first time. I mean, is there anything that you can encourage them to do? Um, you know what what how you know how should they get started? Other than taking the training, how should maybe they get started? Or what what would you tell somebody that's on the edge that yeah. can't decide if it's too risky or whatever? Yeah. So I mean, so there's a difference, right? There's the people that want to get there the fastest, and there's the people that want to get there and enjoy the ride, and and we're very much that group, and I think you find that in most of yeah. the people that ride the kind of bikes that we ride. It's not about getting there first. It's about getting there and having fun. So, true. so, you know, come to an event before you ever do anything. You know, come to an event like this and meet the people, talk to the people, join the <laughs> Facebook group. You have to answer some questions on there. You might have to fudge a bit to get accepted <laughs> into the group. But, you know, come and come and talk to people, and you'll see really it's, you know, it's, it's a community of people that enjoy their time, you know, on the bikes and enjoy the, the people that do the same thing that – they do, and it's really just a, a mutual respect. I mean, absolutely. You know, you guys are riders too. You drive down the road, and what happens when you see a bike coming towards you? Yeah, it's a wave. It's a wave. You know, yep. it's, it's you're part of a community of people that you don't even know. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's a good community to be in too. So th there's a good reason for you to come out if you're thinking about riding and you're sitting on the edge. Get involved because you're going to meet the like-minded people. You really are. You're going to meet those people. You're going to connect with those people. But you've got to be out. And yeah. I think that's a great suggestion. You had to go out to an event and check it out. You know, I'm always talking to people. Hey, I don't care if you ride or not. Go to one of the biker events. Because, number one, you're going to have fun, and you're going to be amazed at what you see sometimes. Yeah, right. There's an event here on the 30th, right? They're coming back here on the 30th. Right. Jezebel's going to be here. That's so correct. come and hang out with the people and, and meet them and, and go from there. I mean, you know, sometimes people that I know have inadvertently laid bikes down in parking lots. And, you know, people come and help you out, lift it up. You that's know, it's, right. It's, it's people just trying to help each other. So. And absolutely, going back to the West Coast Florida Riders, that's one of the things that we've noticed and we just highlighted on our recent show is how they have come out for people and help people. And one of the things I've heard about the West Coast Florida Riders is also that if you're new to the group, that they sort of take you under the wing and they're watching out for you when you go out for the ride. So there's, they're, they're really paying close attention to you and making sure that you're all good. Uh, and not just leaving you out there to uh, hang dry. You yeah, yeah. So being new to the group recently, I'll I'll say that, you know, that's the thing I see a lot that people go down right, and they they post it on Facebook, right. and instantly there's a group of people that are here that are there helping them load their bikes up into the back of a truck, and you know doing the things they need to do. Somebody went down recently, and their bike had some damage, and I, 
I saw a post of people kind of offering parts to help put the bike back together. Yeah, that's so amazing. You know, that's we all we all do work to our bikes, but we don't throw away the original parts. So we've got stuff sitting around in the garage. So, <laughs> so true. you know that that's been the interesting thing for me, just kind of new to the group, is just seeing really how this group in particular and and you know i'm i'm new enough to not be biased right. just to kind of see how they they help each other and somebody throws a post out and then the next thing you see is a, a picture of five guys standing around a truck yeah, loading a bike cool. up into the that, back of it that so. was just too awesome it was great yeah. to see that and you know i i looked at it hey what a great way to use social media you know yeah. what i'm saying you know because well, that that just like work work instantly yeah out of all the ways to use social media yeah, that's a well, really a good way to be able to do it. That's really how this group got going, yeah, I, as far right. as I can understand. I mean, they, you know, like I said, it showed up in a, new, in a feed for me on, on Facebook. So, you know, they're putting some, some effort behind it. And, you know, you see every, what is it, Wednesday, I think, they call out new people that join that's the group. Right. And there's 30, 40 people on there a week. And it's really just word of mouth at that point, you know. So that's my wife and I are are now a part of it and we're, we go to the events and support where we can so you know we bought the t-shirts and we're drinking the kool-aid so. oh i gotta love it all right here's your last question yeah. now we asked your wife heather this earlier okay okay if you had she any, probably lied I'm just, you, i don't know if she did right. I, if you had any celebrity you could pick that you would put on the back of your bike what cer- celebrity if i could say it celebrity somebody say it for me celebrity 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 all right go ahead would you pick? So who would I put on the back of my bike? Well, yeah. I don't have a two-person seat, so oh. i got to either put somebody I hate on yeah. the back of that because it's going to be incredibly <laughs> incredibly uncomfortable or uh, put a two-person seat on there. <laughs> so, uh, hmm, you know, I'm not going to throw a woman on the back because if I can't get my wife on the back of it, I'm not going to throw any other woman on the there back of it. There you go. So I know she probably said differently, but uh-huh. um, you know what? I name yeah, I'll just go this route. So I named my son after Michael Jordan. I grew up in Chicago, so okay. let's go that route. I'll throw Michael on the back. He's got some money too, so <laughs> wherever we end up, he's probably buying the beers. So we'll yeah, throw no Michael doubt. Jordan on the back. That'd be that an bike. interesting ride. Let's see if Michael's listening. Maybe Michael, <laughs> you want to go for a ride on the back of Ryan's bike, you need to contact the Chuck and Deb show. <laughs> we'll get you in touch with them and you can get on a ride. Probably the ride of your life. Uh, I would think, Michael. Michael Jordan, we're calling you out. So there you go. I, I don't have really anything else to ask. I'm worried about the batteries going dead here. I want to make sure because it's been a great interview. Would you like to, to leave the listeners with anything, Ryan? No. You know, I just, like I said, get out to the events and, and be a part of the community. And I think a lot of people will be surprised really what it actually is. You know, it's not a bunch of dirty people that, that can't walk and never shower. You know, that's <laughs> not who we are. So. Come out and see who we are. Sounds great. Thanks a lot. We really yeah, appreciate no your problem. time. Enjoy it. All right, take care. Okay, there you have it. That's our interviews. And actually, while those were playing, we, I believe, Deb, we came up with the name for it. We did. We? we did. I do believe so. All right, so we'll go ahead and give the name a try. It's going to be Biker Life, Life Mystery, Mystery Questions. Questions. So it gives us an opportunity to learn about that particular biker and who they are and what they do. So we want to personally thank, uh, first of all, everybody that interviewed with us. They were great to step forward and take a chance on the mystery questions. Thanks a lot to, number one, Chuck P. Yes. Number two was Floyd. Lloyd. Lloyd, okay. And number three was Heather. Heather. And number four was Ryan. Ryan. You all did fantastic. We're truly grateful. Had a great time. And thankful for each and every one of you. So we're going to go ahead and cut it off here, but we're going to have more of these in the future. And you're going to want to stay tuned and share with all your friends about the Chuck and Deb Show. Follow us on Facebook. You can find us by going to Chuck 
and the letter N, Deb Show. And then you also can visit our website at thechuckanddebshow.com. We're also on YouTube. And you want to listen to our podcast. Subscribe to our podcast so you never, ever miss a radio show. We're on iTunes, Podbean, and if you're really brave, you can simply tell your Google phone, Google, play the Chuck and Deb Show podcast. Or do Siri. Say Siri, play the Chuck and Deb Show podcast. Again, I'm Chuck. And Deb. And thank you so much for tuning in today. We'll talk to you next week. We'll see you soon. Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, where hairdressing is our passion. Your spotlight experience begins with a hands-on, learn-by-doing approach. A true salon experience. We create entrepreneurial hairdressers with endless opportunities. Financial aid available for those who qualify. Got a creative flair. A passion for people. A desire to be a leader in the fashion industry. Then call our Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719-390-9898. Again, that number is 719-390-9898 or visit www.coloradosprings.tonaguy.edu. To learn more about our school in Kurt Allen, Idaho, call 208-930-1276. Again, that number is 208-930-1276 or visit www.curdling.tonaguy.edu. You know a career in beauty is right for you. Now choose the cosmetology school that puts the spotlight on you. Attend the Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. You've been listening to The Chuck and Deb Show, heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. right here on 1490 AM WWPR. We thank you for listening, and we invite you to join us next week. If you'll recall at the very beginning of the show, we said if you stay tuned to the very end, we might just have a special guest for you. And we do. We do. So you're going to want to listen because here is another here it is. great one. All right. We have a very special guest that we have with us today. And it is our granddaughter, Annabelle. Say hello, Annabelle. Hi. So Annabelle, uh, actually, we got to see her this last weekend, uh, which is really good because our daughter, Nicole, was having her baby shower, and she invited Annabelle to come to the baby shower with her. But, you know, that that's real nice and good. Maybe Annabelle wants to talk a little bit about that. But I bet she wants to share, just so everybody knows, Annabelle has a dream of having her very own YouTube channel. Is that right, Annabelle? Yes. And what would you do with your YouTube channel? I would probably do a martial arts called jujitsu, and probably do a lot of arm bars. Arm bars? You'd show a lot of different arm bar uh, maneuvers? Is that what it's called? Is that a movement that you do? Yes. Okay. So how did you learn about YouTube, Annabelle? Uh, So my cousins have a YouTube have YouTube channels and it's very cool and interesting so I want to start my own YouTube channel. Okay and you're going to do it on jujitsu and so how did you learn a little bit about jujitsu just to become interested on doing that on your own YouTube channel? So I was in jujitsu for five or six months and um, I want to uh, say if my old coach, Coach Werther, would ever be um, hearing this, um, I want to say thank you for teaching me. 
and I'm very thankful. That's great. That's really good that you honor your coach. And apparently you really got into the jiu-jitsu. You really liked it. And we actually saw some things where you were doing some jiu-jitsu. And you did really, Amazing really things. Amazing. I was yeah. very talented. So yeah. tell, tell our listeners a little bit about the things that you learned during your jiu-jitsu class. So first I had my tryout and it was very cool. So I did um, some matches and my old coach, Coach Berther, said that I did very well. And um, for my tryout class, he said that I was a very fast learner. Mm -hmm. So I hope I can start that up again. It is very cool and interesting. I was very curious whenever my dad said that we would have the tryout. It's very cool. So what all was involved with the tryout? Do you remember? So first we did our warm-ups. We did sit-ups. We did, uh, so you would go on the wall and you would have to sit with your legs pressed up and you would have to stay there and uh, for as long as 10 seconds. It was very stressful. So if you, if anybody fell, so we would have to start over. And after oh. we did some moves, first was the butterfly garden. I started in a white belt. It was very cool and interesting. And for like my third week of jujitsu, it's um, Monday to Thursday. It was very interesting. And I took this kid down when I only knew a th <laughs> three moves. Ooh. It was very cool, very interesting. And we are going to move on to my grandpa. Well, that's okay. Did you remember the move that maybe you used to take the guy down? Yes. Um, I did. It was a butterfly garden and a bear hug. Ooh. So bear hugs kind of like a hug. And then you kick in and then you pull them down. Okay. Well, boy, that sounds pretty technical, Annabelle. That's impressive. And I have to agree with your coach. You are absolutely a quick learner. Yes, she is. She is amazing. She can pick up on just about anything. So that's why she excelled at the jujitsu. And just recently she did, uh, we were out of town and unfortunately we couldn't make uh, yes. to see her what was it called? She did a dance performance. A dance, but, yeah, tell but, us but it a really wasn't a dance know, performance. Uh, it was because she was on, uh, she was hanging down off. From a ring. Ribbon. And I'm right. sure she can do a much better job. So Annabelle, tell our yeah. listeners kind of what your um, most recent performance that Nicole was able to see you and what you were doing. So I did something called aerial. It's so the type that I did was. You wouldn't hang down from ribbons. We did a different kind, oh, and you would hang okay. down from a big steel hoop in the air. And uh, it was very cool and interesting. And if my old teacher, Miss Glacy, would be hearing this, she would probably be very proud of me. She um, was very nice. And if any of you guys go to the YMCA in Bradenton, um, it's a very nice, very nice place, and uh, there's this teacher from my old um, daycare called Lily School. She works there on uh, weekends. Her name is Miss Patricia, and if you're hearing this, I love you. Oh, that's <laughs> great. So did you have a name for your aerial group in class that you took from? Um, so actually, Miss Patricia was actually my brother's teacher, Okay. Um, but my name of my class was actually I started in beginner 
and I didn't even get to do a recital on that because I flew through so quickly. And whenever I did um, only half the routine, she said that I would have a tryout for the level one, which is smooth, which was whenever I started the recital, and it was very nice. I moved up very quickly to level one, and after the um, class, um, my grandma said that I would be stopping after three other classes for moving up to level one B, and I hope that I can start that up again just like jujitsu, and um, I hope I can get to um, the technical level, which is very high. It's the highest level, and we're going to be moving up to my grandpa. <laughs> Boy, she's got this down. I, love I think it. she's she, going to take my job over, Chuck. Yes, yeah, she does have it down pretty darn good, in fact, and she is very impressive, and I did forget it was those, uh, what would you call them, the, the rings? Roof, the rings. The yes. rings. Yeah. And you had to have a lot of strength to be able to hold you in place and do those moves that you did. So were you sore when you were learning all this? So whenever I went up, there's this move called the start, and you have to put both of your legs in on the different places. And there's this... Also, other move called the mermaid, you would have to wrap your legs around a part of the pole and it would make um, underneath the thigh very sore. Ooh, um, yeah. It would give it like a couple of cuts and it would kind of feel like a rug burn. Ouch. Um, it feels very bad um, whenever I did um, the mermaid. Um, it was actually very fun, very high up in the air whenever I did the recital. It was very fun and very interesting. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, you look like... Like what? Like a, like a professional up there. I couldn't believe it. Yep. Well, I think our listeners would be very interested, Chuck, in learning from Annabelle. You know, what makes what gives you the interest and inspiration to do jujitsu on your YouTube channel? Because I think that's pretty neat for um, someone your age to have that interest. Yeah, I thought so, too. So tell us a little bit about it, Annabelle. So if I got that YouTube channel, I would probably teach so much of jujitsu and probably stuff that I did for the recital. It was very fun, interesting, and I hope that I can start that up. And if I had any subscribers, I would be very um, thankful, and I would be very curious to see any other videos that I would post. That's great. So it sounds like that you have an interest in helping and teaching others. That's would that what be I was accurate? Yes, it would actually be very accurate. So you'd like to be able to show other people how to do jujitsu and how anybody can do it. And you're a girl, and but girls can do jujitsu and they can do all sorts of things, right? Yes. Um, whenever I was in pre-K, I did a soccer team, and all the girls on my soccer team were girls. So I was very happy that all of them were girls because girls can do anything. There anything you go. That you That's right. Believe. That's right. It, I like the way you just put that. Anything you can believe, you can achieve, right? Yes. Very good. Glad to hear you've got that mindset. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about Nicole and her pregnancy. And so we kind of started this segment off of talking about Annabelle being here for her shower. I thought that was very special. It was special, first of all, that you wanted to be there for your aunt's shower, for her baby shower. Um, and secondly, it was just as important to her that you were there to join in the experience with her as well, celebrating 
um, her coming son. So tell our listeners a little bit about what that shower was like for you, because that's pretty neat. Yeah, you got to hang out with a lot of fun people, I bet. Yes, it was actually very fun because um, it was very interesting. And actually, I was wearing flowers, but it was a really a taco theme. So that <laughs> was so that was actually hooking me off a little bit. But whenever I saw all the decorations and stuff, it was very pretty. Well, I would say that your dress would probably have fit perfectly. Yep, the colors match the whole taco theme very, very well. Sure. So what type of things happened at a shower for maybe those that are, you know, younger and haven't attended a shower like that? What did you do? What what hap- what went on and what happened? So whenever you first got in, like you would eat tacos. There were um, very, there was a taco bar. There were churros and we played a couple games. So like you would wear a blue clothespin and if you had to say baby, then you would give it to um, another person. And someone had like six clothespins. So that was actually very cool. And we also did a baby bingo and small the diaper. Small the diaper is kind Kind of like so that you were so there would be five diapers and you would have to guess which um can chocolate candy bar was in the diaper and I only got one wrong one person got all five right wow. one was Snickers almond joy Twix um three Musketeers and Hershey's so that was really cool and I hope. Any girls or boys that are attending a baby shower whenever you grow up, you would have as much as fun as I did. That's great. Now, now, which one didn't you get? Which one did you guess? Um, so I didn't guess Snickers. Oh, so wow. I got instead of Snickers, it was um. What would you call that candy? Is it the whatchamacallit? What's a whatchamacallit? Well, that's a candy bar that's called the Whatchamacallit, oh, I do believe. Okay. I guess not, So, so that would have been a hard can't one. remember. That would have been a hard one. It wasn't called, the one that she didn't guess was called the Whatchamacallit? No, it was called a Snickers, and that's what she's saying. She oh, okay. didn't know right. what to call it, I'm and cute, I thought maybe she called it a Whatchamacallit. Okay. All right. Never. No. <laughs> okay. That's kind of silly, huh? Yep. <laughs> so the the smell of the diaper was a very fun game, kind of an interesting way to wrap the party up, but it was a good time, yes? Yes. Um the one that um tricked me off a little bit was the Hershey's. It was leaking out of the diaper. It oh boy. So horrible. But it's actually pretty good whenever you taste it. <laughs> now when you guessed it, did you get to eat it? Never. It would uh, have so many chemicals, which were in the diaper, um, Mm. and it would be very disgusting, and I would probably get sick. Ewe. So the funny part of that was that everyone was holding this open, melted chocolate diaper up to their face and trying to smell and see what it was. It's a pretty funny game, so even if you just played it with friends, that'd be a good time, (laughs) would you say? Mostly, but... Um, if you got a Hershey's bar melted, it would smell horrible. <laughs> There's some advice for new party planners having their baby shower. Um, do not choose Hershey's. <laughs> Boy, I think she's got a, a future here in this radio world. We just lost Hershey's as a sponsor. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> just don't melt it in a diaper, I think, is the key. <laughs> there you go. Yes. 
But if, you, any other time you'd eat a Hershey chocolate bar, wouldn't you? Yeah, but if you didn't want Hershey's, just try Nutella. It's already melted. Oh, she's Ooh, got it down. There's a plug she? for Nutella. Oh, that's true. Actually, wouldn't that have been something if maybe they would have tried some Nutella in the diaper? Oh, that might be an idea. Ooh. But it wouldn't be a candy bar. You, you may, but maybe you could still guess it if somebody it's knows what Nutella. Chocolate hazelnut spread. Technically, uh, if you would um, froze it in a chocolate mold, it would be a chocolate bar. So technically, it's chocolate. Oh well. I think a lot of people like chocolate. I like Nutella the best. It's hazelnut all the way. So we haven't talked about it. So just our listeners right now are wondering, how old is Annabelle? Because she sounds like she's 17. I'm not 17. Uh, Fortunately, I'm 9 years old, turning 10 this year on November 9th. so I'm very glad to be on this uh, episode for the Chuck and Deb show. Um, I hope I would um, be able to ride a motorcycle whenever I grow older. Absolutely. So it would be very, um, ver- I would be very thankful if whenever I grew up, I would um, ride motorcycles with these two um, <laughs> of my grandparents. Well, you know, that'll be the first. At least we hope so. If you know, you said if what if a girl wants, let us. if a girl believes it, they can do it. So That's there right. you go. Definitely, because um, my grandma's already doing it. All right. There you go. Cool your, grandma's. Your grandma's riding? Well, oh, like that grandma! I don't, I'm sorry. Jeez, I'm, Chuck, I'm thinking. I am a grandma you know, sometimes. That sort of blows me my my mind. Yeah, you are a grandma, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> so, I anything else you want to add? We're about right out, a little bit out of time. We're running out of time. Anything you want to add? You you actually did really a good job. We could have ended it right there, but I want to give you an opportunity to say anything else you might want to say. Probably whenever I do my YouTube channel, um, I would probably do jiu-jitsu on my brother. My brother knows nothing about jiu-jitsu. He just <laughs> takes me down with something he calls John wrestling. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm very glad to be on this episode of the Chuck and Deb show. So we're going to be closing. Um, I just want to say something real quick. I hope I would be able to start ju- jiu-jitsu and aerial up and... Uh, I love the baby shower, so um, we can just close this. Um, and before bye. we do, let's do this. Since you mentioned John, John, if you're listening, we're we're thinking about you, yeah. and so we're saying hello to John. Okay. Love you, Bubba. Okay, that's it. Thanks a lot, Annabelle, for being here. And thank you so much for listening, and we will see you again soon. We told you it was a very special interview. Bye.